Flynn a relieved man I suppose is the best way to describe it you've just said to us that you can get a bit of sleep now has it been playing on your mind that much with the lead up coming into this game here this evening again Fenna? It is like you know when you're in a relegation final Martin as you know like it's never the, the fixture that you know the day it's on it's it's kind of shoved to the end of the fixtures and uh, you know you have three or four weeks there where you're waiting around for the game to be played and, and fairs to the guys you know four or five days after the Arrow game we decided look we're going to knuckle down we're going to train hard for the game and it's, it's just nervous for the club like in fairness to the club they've put in an absolutely massive effort in relation to the underage structures out there they've competed in the last I think three or four four in a row under 15 county finals during the under minor county semi-final tomorrow or sorry Monday uh, against their Rogue they've competed at that level A for the last number of years and they've loads of players with the county so for a club of that stature to go down senior it would play in your mind uh, we've had a lot of bad luck during the year but like at the end of the day when you go out and play championship in Carlo any team can beat any team and that's what this championship proved I know at the start of the year when I said it to people that you know any team can win this championship I was kind of laughed off but it's, it's really eight teams go to war with each other and it's whichever team has the bit of luck at the end of it all and has a has everyone fit and able tends to win the matches and fortunately for us that wasn't us this year and you know uh, but tonight I thought the guys in fairness from the last 20 minutes black card there are fits you know I thought Tad unlucky um you know uh, 10 minutes without a man to actually come out of that period a point up was absolutely superb and the heart in that team and like when you have the likes of you know King Cashman 17 years of age playing full back uh, Josh Egan 18 half forward led by the likes of Crowley and that it's it's a young team and they're getting experience and you know they'll be all the better for that experience but uh, you know these this weekend this is the match you don't want to be in it's, it's Sunday at 4 o'clock you want to be in Yeah unfortunately that's the situation though I mean you had a lot of players that was missing from the start of the year but we'll talk about the match tonight first of all he had a great start three points to no score up after a couple of minutes everyone in the stand may have been thinking you know you're showing your experience you're senior county champions you know you're going to push on and you're going to give Finna a demoralising uh, defeat here it wasn't the case though because they really came back as you into the first half period and you only went up a point ahead at half time what was your thoughts at half time? Like look we knew uh, Finna were going to throw absolutely everything at us Martin like you look at the quality of their team they won Calvin at cornerback like any team that can afford to play one Calvin at cornerback is a serious football team they have Parry Coynes they have Jack Tracy they have uh, Smithers they have Keegan Bradley they have Choo Choo like Choo Choo is a legend of football and hurling and Carlo he's one of the real jewel stars of the last you know 15 years along with Horsel Order for ourselves it's like they're a serious quality side Connor Tracy in the edge of the square they're a physical presence and we, we knew this was going to be a battle like they fought so hard last year to win an intermediate championship they weren't going to go down easily and you know in fairness our lads plugged away maybe a goal could have went in at one stage Craig Carney pulled off a savage save and it was just about getting to half time in the game and then at half time it was about reassessing seeing what way we could set up set up better that suited the players we had on the field because in fairness we've had loads of different players in different positions this year so it's about figuring it out in the field and thankfully towards the end of the match we figured that out and gained the lead which was enough to win on the night You certainly did and you pushed on winning by five points in the end Fenna did tire towards the end of it you could show your experience and the class was coming through there at the end of it but you mentioned one particular player Conor Crowley outstanding today eight points in total but he was getting a lot of passes as well from Mark Rennick who was doing a lot of runs for you winning a lot of frees for Connor to be able to put them over as well so you could really show that there was a, a good uh, camaraderie there between the two boys that they were able to link up with one another and get the scores for yourselves Yeah and in fairness like Crowley or Chile as, he's, as the lads like to call him he's, he's, he's an inter-county player like if he was playing with Dublin he'd be just 
if you'd a star show it wouldn't be Paul Mannion it'd be Conor Crowley so it would uh, and in fairness to him he shows great leadership and you know in fairness to Jack DC, Killian Duff coming off the bench along with Rennick and all these guys they really added to it and as you said we finished off extremely strongly because of that and you know in fairness to, to, to Conor what he, he doesn't do is he's not selfish with the ball he tries to find other people and then drifts off into, into space but uh, he works damn hard I, I, I'd love to see his GPS stats at some day at night because the, the amount of ground he covers is just phenomenal and you know in fairness to him it's why he's such a, a good footballer and you have a nice mix of experience and youth there you know horse lauderin cornerback was outstanding again today for you you know I've already mentioned Mark Josh Egan in the forward line done very well so did Andrew Keogh going forward now next year it's important to have that mix as well but it's also important that you kept your status for 2024 I suppose because let's be fair Palatine is a big club you know and they should be playing at, at the big stage as well where you'd like to be you've done that job you've won the relegation battle so albeit disappointing that you're in it it's still a relief I suppose that you're out of it The reality is next year Palatine are senior that was tonight was all about whoever wins the Intermediate County Final tomorrow will be just as elated the difference is there's no trophy here tonight if you're not in the senior championship you can't win it next year and again there's going to be eight teams there going to go and give it absolute hell to the Intermediate Final here tomorrow I think it is between Clamore and um, St. Pat's I know Sham very well in St. Pat's and the lads they put in huge effort with all the underage teams and I know Clonmore and a Christopher Wave and I have the likes of Paul Garrigan involved so next year whoever comes up senior is going to be a phenomenal addition to the setup. and you can just see like, whoever was here for Raffili Rogue last week who cares about the rain it was just an absolute classic game of football so it was and uh, we're very lucky that we're living in times where it's such a competitive championship in, in Carlo Well Pat O'Flynn thanks a million for having a chat with us and well done on the win tonight Thanks very much Martin Brian McMahon, it's probably not the final that you wanted to be in this year. Nonetheless, job done. You've retained your status, senior level for 2024. Give us your thoughts on the match against Fenner there this evening. Uh, look, it was a. We were always going to expect a tough old <coughs> battle with Fenner. They're all. They're a very young team as well. They have a lot of very good footballers as well. And look, we we're just glad we pulled through at the end. But it was very. Geez, it was some battle. It certainly was. You got off to a great start, three points in a row. You know, we thought maybe this was going to be a white wash on poor Fenner. Then they came back in. To it and you only went to point in at half time, seven points to six ahead. What was your thoughts at half time? Uh, well, look, we, we were actually calm enough because we were we weren't really expecting it to be easy. Like you know, we were expecting a tough, tough game. So and that's what we got. Like I think we won by five or that in the end. But geez, it wasn't really that. It wasn't that big of a gap in the game if you were at it. Like you certainly had a very good game yourself. You seem to have a bit of freedom of net. Watch Colin Park here playing as a, a kind of an extra midfielder and as a Roman attacker if you want to put it that way. So how did you enjoy that role? Ah, look, sure. I probably wouldn't have the quick like probably wouldn't be as quick as some of the other boys inside so I kind of find sometimes nearly have to come out the field to try and get on the ball you know but yeah sure kind of found that position to be working well for me and yeah just happy enough with this evening then. for yourselves though I suppose champions last year relegation final this year you can't get two more contrasting emotions for yourselves but yeah. look you got the victory today so I suppose overall the season while disappointing enough you'll be happy enough to retain the senior status ah well look we, we'll be happy enough I suppose but I think it'll be more so just kind of drawn a line under this year more than anything and just back again next year like uh, we're a big enough club as well so obviously it was disappointing to be where we were um, but again if you look at it like we, we are missing quite a lot of players too so I suppose the main thing is that we're just staying up well congratulations well done on the performance tonight yeah. and thanks for having a chat with us yeah cheers thanks
joined here by John Hickey, manager of, of Fenna. Uh, John, never, never easy, you know, speak on the radio or, or any public after losing, but um, after a great year last year winning the intermediate, uh, very disappointing with the fact you're back down intermediate next year in the relegation battle. Just at the end of it, it, it looked like, I suppose, a little bit of fitness at the end, well in the game, t- 10 points apiece, and uh, in the last 10 minutes, Pal just scored the last five points to, to win 15 to 10. Yeah, I, I think I think really going down the home straight, like, men, we would have been happy to be in the game at, at 10 points each, like, but I think Pal, you know I mean, you can see their, their strength and condition is on to the guys, and, you know, they're a serious, I mean, they're not county champions for nothing, like, so, I mean, they're a serious team, and, um, you know, they've sprung a few lads off the bench there as well, and made a big difference. Um, look, we would have been happy with the performance, the lads and that, you know I mean, they worked extremely hard, but, you know, it's a big step up from intermediate to, to senior, and, uh, and it, when we got a few lads back there the last two there like Jack Tracy Sean Smithers but we've been carrying injuries in New York so, you know, and the guys probably haven't got the legs in the last 10 minutes when we really needed them um, you know like we're short a few lads have gone away as well and that you know so like, we're a little bit thin with, with, with our squad and that you know a lot of lads are only we had to come down with junior that as well like so look we're, we're a little bit tight there with numbers that but look at look at there's worse things going on in the world I mean we were happy the lads gave it a massive effort tonight I think Pal you know they were under pressure there for a long time um, but I think their experience got them over the line the very end you had a you had a great ch- chance, John. You went nine points to eight up and, and missed the chance. You could have put two points in, and it would have. I'm not saying you would have won the game, but it really would have put the pressure back on Pal. Also, Keegan Bradley had a great chance of a goal. It, it, it was saved. Difficult angle. You know, it's easy looking in to say you, you should have done this, you should have done that. He done the right thing. He had a powerful shot. It was saved by Carney. He went out for a 45. But you, you'd be very happy that you gave absolutely everything to the game. The last 10 minutes, really, probably fitness and experience. Pal held on to the ball for long spells at a time when they went ahead but uh, disappointing year but happy with that match yourselves yeah no look 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 there's lots to build on like, I mean, there's loads of positive like if you look at it really you mean like we went three points down you mean but we weren't really panicking because we were at having three shots and we missed them so you know like it was always going to ebb and flow a bit and then when we got went four three up and then you know Keegan going along the end line you mean and if the chances there you have to go for it like you know what I mean I, you know you don't say he should have done this should the goal chance was on Keegan went for Carney's a great keeper like I made a great save you know and then like you were saying in the second half yeah, we were 9-8 we up and uh, we missed the chance as well like you know in, in, in a tight game small things win win big matches and we said it to that lads at halftime you know what I mean it's the small things that are going to come back and haunt us and that's what did two big players for them you have to say Mark Rennick and, and Conor Crowley Crowley really you know showed his county class he carried lots of ball into tackle he kicked eight points lots of them from freeze I know but he seemed to work the ball really really well around the middle of the field and his experience and I suppose Mark Rennick's experience just really got them over the line but I'm sure if you can keep guys together you know for looking ahead for next year you have a big chance of winning that intermediate again John yeah you know Conor Crowley's one, one, he's probably one of the best footballers in, is in the country you know, Conor's a great lad I mean, we would identify Connor as as one of their key players, you know. And at times, like, I mean, 
the lads played very well in Connor and you know I think and they had to move Connor three or four times to try to get him back into the game and, and you know and, and he did get into the game and you know like he did get them a few frees near the end um, we made all the difference uh, you know Renning's a fine footballer too very eclectic in that you know lots of speed and he's a great chap you know he's a, he's a beautiful footballer but look Willie you're saying the intermediate is a bit of a minefield very very difficult to get back up over intermediate a lot of good teams down there as well so we'll see tomorrow big county final here so I can tell you to what we all are in there surely won't John John always a pleasure talking to you and the best of luck for the future thank you Tim Dooley uh, Benz Bridge Manager uh, really good game there today hard fought in tough conditions there were tough conditions and fought hard in the second half we asked them at half time to up the fight and they did it and we came through it luckily enough uh, I suppose the cliche goals in matches you got three of them there today uh, yeah so it's probably the difference in the end Ashford, as you say goals in matches but they came at the right time for us too when we were struggling a bit we got the goals and looked enough we got them and we were struggling for a few games to get goals but we're getting them a bit now yeah uh, I suppose all over the field look at the Morrises and Banfields and all that but one man definitely who's creating a lot of them chances is uh, Liam Banfield home from Australia huge addition to the team a massive addition and great the whole family are they're invested into the club cleaning windows cutting pitches they're just massive and Liam coming home made it all yeah yeah just going forward uh, injuries now I suppose and, and everything else in the dressing room um, how are you fixed inside is there knocks and uh, niggles I suppose but and after a yeah, game like a that game. today you're going to get knocks and niggles and we have a few but we'll get them treated as quick as we can and, and hopefully drive on to the semi-final James Doyle congratulations Casey Lord detail menswear man of the match that's a massive day for St Mullins said it to Chris Junior B last year Junior A this year and now possibly a short winter with a run in the Leinster Championship yeah look it's great who would have, who would have thought it three years ago look we, we were coming out every game and look we were, we were enjoying it and um, look it was a one hell of a battle here today but um, thankfully we came out in the end of it yeah, great sporting game James I said that to, to uh, Chris as well yeah definitely look there was a few hard hits in but look there was nothing, nothing malicious in, in that game whatsoever like it was a two, two, uh, good sporting game and look, fair play to Cox they put it up to right, right to the wire it means a lot for St Mullins as I know how proud and passionate you people are down there I know the small ball at Dominus at club with a great tradition but the last number of years and great work going on at football level as well this, this is a massive day for the club James yeah without, without look it's whatever us, us players look we it's, it's, it's great for us here today but like say Jarlin and Johnny Murphy and Damien and the two Damien's like so they, they put in some amount of time in, in, into football this year and to do it for them alone is, is massive for us and hopefully we can build on it now again yeah, Chris was just saying oh, you'll wait for the draw for the Leinster Championship it's a bit unique St Mullins in the Leinster Football Championship and people will raise eyebrows and look here and see because you've done very well in, in the club hurling championship so you have a bit of experience at inter-county uh, inter-club championship level I should say and I think the majority of the team are all off the hurling team with the exception of one or two fellas yeah yeah, I think so Yeah, maybe I'm missing one or two then that's, that does play hurling as well like, but look look we have nothing to lose going into this yeah. the first round of Leinster look we'll, we'll probably go back now and look sharp, try and sharpen up on a few things and look so we'll give it we'll give it a lash but look who would have thought we would have been here at the start of the year we wouldn't anyway but look it's, it's great it's great for the club look we, we, it's the first place silverware for the club this year so it's, it's massive yeah, and as a spectacle James looking at the game today I was doing the commentary on it but looking at it it was very very good at, per- at periods of the game you hit a purple patch you went over it they got into it it was nip and tuck then right away to the finish and as I said to the lads it could have finished anyway but in fairness you showed great character 
Yeah, look, we maybe maybe a few times in the second half we gave away a few sloppy sloppy balls, um, and they came down and and uh, and they punished us. But look, to be honest with you, that I was worried about that last kick. Um, he has a, the keeper has a savage kick on him. I chance I would have put my house that he was going to that he was going to put it over the bar. And look, just unlucky for him that it just he he, he sliced a little bit. But look, any other day that that could have went over the bar. And look, fair play to him. He had a, he had a savage game as well. Yeah, his kickouts were phenomenal, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, James, I know you're top quality hurler at top level and all about how much and how enjoyable was that football match and what's the transition like for a fellow of your calibre to come back and play junior football as the senior inter-county hurling because oh, it was a great great year for Carlo <laughs> yeah oh, look it's a, it's a big difference now look we have the, we have the fitness coming through like but you can see there you can see there today look some of our kicks go, go a mile wide and stuff like that but look thankfully today they, they came right at the, at the crucial time and look we, we nipped it at the end okay well listen congratulations on your detailed men's were abandoned the match lots of people voted for you Willie Quinlan selected you it was a few candidates in there but you, you got it in the end so congratulations on that James and I'm really looking forward to seeing James Dyle and St Mullins in the Leinster Junior Football Championship in the coming weeks so well done cheers thanks Brendan good man thanks Now, of course, it is a big weekend in Carlow with three county finals taking place live on KCLR. The first of which begins at half past four on Saturday as St Mullins go up against Fighting Cox in the Junior A final. Brendan Hennessy and Willie Quinlan will be on commentary duty on our Carlow frequency from Netwatch Cullen Park. And to look ahead to that game, I'm delighted to say that I'm joined now on the line by Fighting Cox manager Tony Bulger. Tony, thanks for joining me today. How are you? No problem at all, RV. I'm good, thanks. I'm a little bit uh, smothery, so hopefully I can uh, come across clearly enough on the radio. Coming across very, very clearly to me anyway, and I'm sure to our listeners, Tony. Look, it is, as I said, county final weekend. There's four county finals in total. You're the first one up at half past four on Saturday in the Junior A final against St Mullins. The excitement levels yeah. must be palpable at this stage. Yeah, it is. I suppose we had our last get-together last night, and... Uh, you know, there's a great buzz around the club and, and around the area. Um, I suppose fighting Cotter, anybody know it's a small rural club, but, you know, they, they really hold the ethos of the GAA as regards community spirit, as regards getting the families involved. Um, you know, certainly they're a very, very well-run club. Very good volunteer system. You know, anything we've asked for during the year has been always forthcoming with them. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. Look, they haven't been in a final, I think, for about 12 years. So it's nice to get there, but obviously the job is not done. Yeah, you mentioned there maybe the fact that you've got huge support from the board and people within the Fighting Cox to get you to this stage. How crucial is that when you're trying to achieve success at this level? Yeah, it is. I suppose what, I, what I'm finding with the Fighting Cox is there's a, there's a huge mix there between ages and um, you know sometimes trying to, trying to get the younger lads to understand the older lads and vice versa. Sometimes it comes down to, you know, maybe... maybe uh, relationships they have off the field there's regards you know they might have played with parents or they might have played with other people so it's been very very important and, and I suppose throughout the year I've met different characters around the fighting cocks and the times they'll come in and they'll give little nuggets to the to the younger guys and uh, I suppose anything you can get you can draw on positively from club members is always good particularly coming up to you know county final day that mixture of experience and youth, of course, I you have used both to your advantage so far this year, but ahead of a county final, all eyes are on it in Carlow and even beyond now this weekend. How important is it to lean on the experience of those older players in the panel that they can carry the younger players with them? Yeah, and, and look, I suppose we, we didn't we just had a chat last night as regards, you know, that, that this, this moment doesn't pass people by and obviously for some of the older players I said, look 
reality is it could be your last one. And for some of the younger players, I say, look, lads, you know, it, it might be you might think these come around every every year, and the reality is that you know you mightn't be in another county final for a long time, possibly ever. So. I suppose it's it's trying to blend that experience that people have been there before with, with young fellas on their first outing and, and trying to get the, the happy balance that you know that 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 are built up and they're excited. I just said to them, everyone builds excitement and anticipation in their own way, but not to get not to get caught up in all of, all of the stuff that comes with a county final. At the end of the day, we started training on I think the 16th of January, and I said to them, it's a long time since then, and and it's all it's all leading towards Saturday, and and Saturday to get to a final is great, but. To me, finals are for winning, and, and that's that's what I've been trying to just tell tell the guys, both both young and old. Semi finals are also for winning, Tony, and he got over the line against Ballin last weekend, five six to two thirty in uh, in Netwatch yeah. Cullen Park last Friday night. I mean, after you got through your group with three wins from three, to have that two week break leading into Ballin and then to come out on top with such a challenge must be a great sense of satisfaction afterwards. Yeah, for hundred percent. Look, I mean, the goals, uh, you know, goals win games. Ideally, I'd I'd rather see us, you know, getting more points. But at the end of the day, I was happy to get the results. Resolve obviously a big build up to that game as well with the with the rivalry, local rivalry with Ballon. And I have to say, fair play to them. They're all very gracious afterwards, as as we would have been in you know whatever way things go. It's different when you're on the on the field, but once people can shake hands and move on um, afterwards, then 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 it's important. But I just think that we're going to need more on on Saturday. Um, you know, we're going to need Sam Mullins are, are around the while. They obviously play Harland together. They have a lot of intercounty experience. Yes, it's a different different size ball, but an awful lot of their experience. And I've watched them play a couple of times. The one thing I'll say about them is they play very very much as a team, and and they don't give in. They just they'll just go from the from the first whistle to the last, and uh, they really play for each other, which is which is going to be hard hard to beat. But we'll have a go off that, you know. And of course, it is St Mullins, as you say, and you were just describing maybe the characteristics that they will bring to the game on Saturday evening. But how much in a county final do you have to look at your opponents and how much do you look at yourselves? Is it like any other game or do you take them into more of an account ahead of what is a crucial game? What's the sort of insight that you can give us there? No, I think there's a balance, uh, Robbie. Like we, we would have looked at. I, I looked at the semi-final. We were in a in a position when we beat Ballon. We were able to go up and watch a good bit of the first half and most of the second half. So I mean, you're obviously going to take out matchups that you can that you can look at from your own team, as in who who should go on who, or you know, uh, particular key players that they might have. Um, but I I also said to the guys last night that that's the last time we we'll talk about Timbers. Now again, I suppose it's an old cliche, but you have to get your own house right. So yes, we 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 certainly have matchups. We certainly have ideas on, on the way we want to play, but we also just need, you know, we we were one two down against Ballon very early doors. We showed great character to come back, but you know, we 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 spoke about getting our own start right, getting our own things right, rather than you know what Timbers can do. And and a lot of ways, I'm sure they're the same. If you can get your own game right and get your performance, you know there's a little little bit of luck involved, and then you just see just have to see how it goes. And just for yourself, Tony, I mean, on a personal level, to be involved with the Fighting Cox this year and to get all the way to a county final, it is obviously the biggest day in Carlow football. I said that you must have had a great sense of satisfaction after last weekend's semi-final win, but again, personally, it must be really satisfying to have led this team to the final. Yeah, no. Look, it's my first year as manager. I suppose I'm I'm very well uh, looked after in the fighting cocks. Morris Brown uh, is there. Uh, Patrick Curry, the club man, John Hennessy, J- 
John Bean, you know, I suppose I've been very lucky to find a club that have very willing people, you know, and, and there's loads of jobs that go on in the background as regards getting gear ready, closing dressings, open dressings, like we'd have tea and sandwiches a couple of nights. Those things all, all mean a lot. And for me, as my first year as a manager, um, it, was, it was really nice to find, me, find my feet. So far, uh, bittersweet lot again in a lot of ways. I'm obviously a Philly man and... Um, I was I was raging for the boys, you know. But I think it's a horrible way to go out. Um, but you know, I suppose Rafaeli will come again. And, and look, I'm I'm still looking forward to tomorrow even with the fighting cocks and hopefully we can we can finish the job. It, just a word then on that Rafili lost last weekend. We had live commentary on Casey Law. It was absolutely yeah. mad what was happening. Obviously went all the way to penalties yeah. and Aero Oak won in the end. Um, bitterly, bitterly disappointing. But the actual way that they lost, do you think that leaves an even sour taste in the mouth? I, I look. I know. I know people have their own say, but I think penalties are not a way to, to settle something like that. Like those lads have trained since since probably January or even late last year. And I think. I think. I know time is tight with the split season, and, and they're looking at getting the, the final run off so they can have the Leinster club team ready, whoever that will be, whether it be a Rover Team Ireland. But I think space needs to be found. I think certainly a semi final there should be a replay at least, and then maybe if the replay can't be decided, but I certainly think that. You know, and, and it, neither team wanted to go out that way, but I think it's uh, it's, it's just very, very tough. I haven't really spoken to the lads. I've kind of stepped away from that side of things, and I, um, you know, but I just I feel for them to be honest. Okay, well, Tony, that obviously Rathvilly are unfortunately from your own point of view out of the championship, but you're still in it. County final tomorrow against St Mullins. The very best of luck with it, and thanks ever so much for talking to me today. Thanks very much, Robbie. Thank you. Talk to you again. Now we're continuing our build-up to this weekend's county finals in Carlow and it's time to turn our attention to the intermediate decider. It throws in at half past six on Saturday evening in Netwatch Cullen Park and it sees Clonmore go up against St. Patrick's. To look ahead to that game, I am delighted to say that I am joined on the line right now by St. Patrick's manager Alan Costello. Alan, thanks for chatting to me today. How are you? Thanks very much, Robbie. Um, Alan, it's county final day, of course. It's a huge moment for the club going up against Clonmore a little bit later on. Uh I've asked it to everybody that's involved this weekend on the Carlos side of things. You must be absolutely excited for this one. Yeah, it's a look. It's a great occasion for the club. It's the it's a it's a big day for the community of Tullo, and uh, really pleased for the lads that were there now. And uh, look, it's been a it's been a, a great a great championship campaign, and you know lots of learning involved in in victories and also in defeats. So we're we're looking forward to the game now, and we know it's all about who performs well on the day and who manages the conditions well and those kind of things. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's, look, it's a great occasion and great to be part of it. And uh, I know our players are, are are in a good place. Has the lead up to this weekend's final been any different to the lead up to the last number of weeks where you've had different games coming at you very very quickly? Uh, not really. I, I think we take each game game by game really on, on its own merits and. Uh, we, we approach each game in the same manner and we prepare in the same way and uh, very little changes really from week to week. Um, I think we're, we're very fortunate that you know the games have, have come thick and fast and we've, I suppose we've enjoyed that element of it. Uh, players just want to play games really and uh, I think you can't beat having that, that schedule of games and that run of games and uh, all day they come week on week but you know our players are you know they've been well prepared and, and they've, they've trained well over the last while and, and we like to think that we're you know, ready now and set and hopefully we'll give a good account for ourselves on the day. 
now that you brought it up actually Alan I mean it's just come so thick and fast as you see I think you've had this will be your sixth game in six weeks so you haven't had a break since the start of the championship um, last month I think it would have started and like how has that been a difficult thing to manage as a manager and with your management team or is it something that as you say there maybe the players and yourselves have just embraced that it's coming really really quickly yeah, I think that's the word. We, we, we've kind of embraced it. We knew from some time out uh, at the end of the league, um, we, we knew that the schedule, what it was going to be. So I suppose you plan and you factor for that. And, um, you know, that's down to Seamus there and Niall as well. Seamus has, looks after the S&C piece of it and the preparation there. And, and Niall Gorman and myself. So it's been a lot of thought and, you know, a lot of consideration put into the, the planning, um, you know, for the competition and for the championship and that. So I suppose it's not something that's been, you know, just put upon us where we, we've known that for some time what the schedule is going to be and uh, as I said we're, we're into solutions and you know not into excuses and, and we're, we're here now and we, we want to as I said go on hopefully take the next step and the route to the final Alan you finished um, you know you didn't top the group so that meant you had a quarter final and since then you've been in really good form of course that quarter final was a 2-11 to 5 point defeat of Kildavan Clonigal and then last weekend in the semi-finals you would have heard it live on KCLR if you weren't at Netwatch Cullen Park you came out on top by 4-7 to 1-9 against Aero Oak from the start of the championship but particularly from the quarter final stages have you noticed a consistent improvement within your panel and within your team? I suppose the squad we're we're lucky to be a good we've a good bunch of players, we've a talented group of players and, and they're very committed and they want to do well for their club and they want to represent their community well. Um I suppose the key thing for us is that you know, there's learning, there's learning as, as players and there's learning as, as a management team uh, in every championship game and you find out a lot about players and about their I suppose their character and their resilience and the resolve and how deep they can dig and, and things like that. So every game provides an opportunity to, for you to learn more about the, the group. And like I say, when you're coming up against teams as well, you'd often you know learn from from the opposition as well. So you know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of variables there. But I have to say, our group, you know, they're a very dedicated bunch, and um, as I said, they've good pride in, in in where they're from, and they want to do well, and they want to apply themselves, and that's all you can ask as a management team that your players want to you know give the best version of themselves week in week out and I think once you have that that honesty and that as you mentioned that commitment um, you know that's what you're, you're striving for from a group I suppose the key thing in any championship campaign as you mentioned it's about consistency and momentum and, and trying to achieve those things and I suppose in, in every championship game you're looking for that appetite and, and that desire and for people to you know to really dig in and, and um, you know work hard and with um, then you know, make good decisions and, and also express themselves in the field. So they're the kind of that's our kind of our approach to to the every game. And uh, said every man goes out there to, to give his all. And um, you know, it's all about the collective. That's something that we're we're very strong on. We feel it's the collective effort that's so important. You know, uh, gone are the days of a you know 15, 16 or seventeen um, you know man man game. It's now very much about your you know your collective and your group and and what the cohort can bring and and how lads can come in and contribute and and influence the game and affect the game. In terms of, uh, as I mentioned there, your path and your run to this final, um, it always kind of comes more to the fore when you're reaching the knockout stages. And I, I alluded to it there earlier, the quarter-final victory over Kildavan Clunny Gall, it was by 12 points. And then last weekend against Aero Ogan, what a lot of people thought would be a very tight game on the scoreboard, it ended up to be a seven-point win for yourselves. Is that something that you would have looked at before a ball was even kicked in this championship? The fact that you had to peak come the knockout stages and that kind of once you were away from relegation threat in the group stages, you were looking straight away towards the quarterfinals and then potentially a semi-final. 
Yeah, I suppose um, the key thing with football, it's not a perfect science by any manner or means, but you, you do, as I said, you know, you fall to the level of your training, your preparation. And as I mentioned there, we're very lucky that we have, um, you know, a lot of expertise and a lot of experience there in, you know, Seamus Comerford and, and in Niall, Niall Gorman and lads like that around the club. And there's, you know, a lot of players and, and players with a lot of experience there and past players as well. So there's, there's a lot of good support structures in our club and that all feeds into it. And uh, like I said, it's, it's there's a lot of guys there that are adding value in so many ways and it's not just about the you know the the, the players the panel as well there's an extended uh, number of people there as well like you look at Tom Abbey there the great guy great support to us as a group you know Ronan Byrne and Park Murphy there's plenty of guys there that are that are adding uh, a lot of value to the group as well so like I say it's, it's very much about the collective and um, you know it's about taking each game as it comes and you know each opposition provides I suppose different challenges as well and you know they will set up differently and they will maybe have a slightly different philosophy and, and it's up to us as a management team to prepare our team well and uh, I suppose when we set up and, and we also want to maximise our potential as well as trying to maybe negate some of the major influences on the opposition and that's I suppose what every you know team drives to do but uh, yeah we're, we're looking forward to the game as I said you know finals can take on a life of their own um, I've been involved enough the, um, over the years now to see that you know that you know predictions go out the window really it's all when the ball is thrown in and that desire and, and that um, you know determination and um, I suppose you know there's very little in, in a lot of county finals you'd never see county finals that are too one-sided you know normally you see very little between the teams and I expect a very competitive game today between the, the two clubs In your preparation for this year's championship if I'm not mistaken Alan you played in the senior league do you think that stood to you as the year has gone on? Um, I suppose time will tell. Um, ultimately, you're always looking to play at a, a higher level, and um, you know, in terms of intensity and in terms of the the standards, you know, you you would see it. Certainly, it was we felt it was beneficial early on in the year, at least, uh, to play against the likes of Tin Island and Arrow and Palatine and all these and Rathvilly and all these, you know, clubs of huge tradition as well. Um, so we we felt that there was good learning in those, and uh, I suppose we, again. You know, we we we'll be looking to try and be as competitive as we can in, in that competition, and we we ended up in the semi final. And uh, while we were well beaten and significantly well beaten by Tin Island in the semi final, we, we did take a lot away from it and uh, the path leading up to it. But again, it's about looking at your uh, squad and assessing your options and looking at different you know combinations within your team. So that's really what the league was for. And for me, in my first year, I suppose just to get to to, to know more about the group and to build relationships with with players and and indeed with, with people around the club. And that's that's very important too and trying to get the right structures in place and uh, I have to say there was you know a lot of good work done there was a good foundation there and uh, we were delighted to welcome back some players this year and um, you know all of the guys are they're pushing hard and you know they're they're very uh, as I said a very close knit group and they you know they're they're striving for standards every time they take the field whether it's training or, or games and uh, what we can hope now is that we try and you know generate that performance today and if we do we'll, we won't be far away and, and uh, I said that's the key thing now it's just to try and generate the performance and the opposition will be trying to do the same thing so we'll see what happens now it's going to be uh, I said it's, uh, the weather conditions are you know they won't be uh, ideal for football but it's all about you know at the end of the day grinding grinding a win out and I said both of the players are, are ultra committed to doing that Well Alan thanks ever so much for giving up your time to chat with me today and the very best luck in the county final against Clamore Thanks Robbie pleasure to talk to you take care all the best
Ocean Dial, well done. Uh, detailed men's were a man of the match. Uh, you had an outstanding performance there, but a great team performance tonight, Ocean. Great win. Uh, it was brilliant. It's, this is how well we can perform. It was a full performance by us all game long, and uh, we're just delighted. Oh, we're all delighted. The start was brilliant. The start was fantastic. Look, we were what, 1 3, 1 4. I don't even know what we were. One, we were 1 4 or something up to no score um, in the first 10 12 minutes. So it was brilliant. Couldn't got a better start, and we just hung on from there and just kept taking them over. And in fairness to St. Patrick's, they came back at you. They narrowed, I think it was 2 or 3 in one stage. They, they asked the few questions but you went on and you picked a few lovely scores you were leading by 1-8 to 1-3 at half time finished up at 2-12 which is a great score in an intermediate match Oh it's brilliant look we knew St. Pat's St. Pat's are a brilliant team they're a well run team like Costello is a great manager they're well run they're a good team everyone's a good footballer great panel we knew what we were expecting there today and they played well but we just we got to better them today Everything went right for you because all your scores came from play for a long period in that game Yeah they did like we kicked from play we kicked well took a few maybe pot shots in the first half when we had the win but in general took the right options and just it was brilliant Now you gave us a great run last year in Carlow you got all the way in the Leinster Championship Castletown put you out but now the moral of the story tonight you're intermediate champions you're back senior in Carlow football yeah. which Clonmore as I said to William commentary brilliant traditional club but now you're back in the Leinster Championship Ocean and uh, a home game against the Westmead champions here West in Netwatch Cullen Park Yeah look we look forward to that now look, we'll do a bit of celebrating now tonight maybe tomorrow maybe maybe even longer but we look forward to that now Leinster Championship we take that seriously we took it seriously last year did very well so we're looking to do well again this year Great night for the club massive support here and I don't think there's any man, woman or child left on Hackett Sound more tonight No, the town we shut down out tonight with Bridges winning as well so it's going to be a brilliant night yeah, Great day for the girls Bridges won as well Oh brilliant look two teams senior Bridges are a relatively new club as well so it's just brilliant to have two teams senior it's, it's fantastic Ok well listen well done on the detail men's were a man of the match well done on your performance tonight you were excellent to a man great performance by the team and congratulations Cheers thank you so Thanks. much Shane, well done. Uh, Captain of Clonmore, proud night for you because you're gone back senior and that's a great night for the club. Oh, sure, it's unreal. It's brilliant. Unreal. I've never played senior in my life. Uh, it's great to go up. One of my dreams was to play senior football for Clonmore. And you're there now? We're there now. There was some performance. You got off to a blistering start oh, tonight we... and when they asked questions, you came back in and you went back at it again and you finished up with a great return. We did. I mean, it was a great all-round performance by everybody. Uh, it was. Uh, sure, like bringing in the subs there to make a great difference like, to make a huge difference coming in off the bench and it was the win in the game Yeah you have a bit of experience there David Mulvaney Con Murphy and the, the, those calibre of fellas Yeah Owen Coleman there sure yeah. just, like them boys are just they change the game you know they come in and they have fresh legs they have experience you know they know what to do when it comes to you know that sort of a game I know you're a man of a few words and we struggled to get the speech out when you got going you were flying up there but uh, as captain and I see all the family here with you and everybody there cheering you on but as a community as well I'm just looking at the field here this was a passionate performance by a team supported by brilliant passionate GA supporters because Clonmore Hackettstown you've been crying out for success you got great success in the junior last year you win the intermediate this year back to back major achievement now you're back senior and you're back in the Leinster Championship it's brilliant for the parish oh sure it's great you know like we never thought two years ago that we were going to be up senior in two years like you know but that's all down to the management um, they've came in and they just changed everything completely um, new structure new new uh, drills everything and it's great like their their commitment to this team is unbelievable and you had to buy into all that and you just have bought oh, into it well, that's it sure if you, you know that's, that's the key is buying into 
the boys and if you look Paul Garrigan there uh, Kieran Walsh Philip Cullen three boys they live, sleep dream about football you know? and, you, and you'll have to step up and work into it now because senior is a different level again Shane but I know you'll take the Leinster Championship first and worry about senior football and Carroll next year but that team looking at you tonight you have the ingredients to do well I think so I think so a lot of people mightn't I don't know but uh, look for what we've got to lose you know we go out we give our best shot um, there's nothing to say that we can't go far in senior Apart from the win tonight what pleased you most I said you got off to a blistering start was it the complete performance of everybody? Yeah 100% no everyone's performance was just was just unreal um, Accuracy was excellent like even, as well even, even before the match went to warm up you could, you could sense uh, you could sense it you, se- you could sense we were going to win uh, just the buzz everyone was going around the dressing room was it was everyone's heads were in the game and it was just brilliant brilliant atmosphere Westmead champions at home now in the first round of Leinster you look forward to that as well the lad said Billy was telling me no Billy's a bit of a character Billy Lawler but <laughs> yeah, he yeah. said they'll celebrate tonight tomorrow possibly Monday and Tuesday I said don't Definitely overdo Monday. it but uh, that team has good credentials St Mullins proved excellent in the Junior A you won that last year but the back to back is special Shane because you won the Junior A last year yeah. you come into Intermediate and you win the Intermediate and that's a fair achievement that's a brilliant achievement so no, uh, we look we'll do it as we're doing all year we'll take it game by game and and go with that ok well listen I'm not going to lie there's family here waiting yeah, a few no. photographs young and old and a proud night for the people of Hackettstone yeah. Clonmore and well done and congratulations thanks well done on much. your own performance as well thanks very much come on Shane well done Richie Power you look like a relieved man standing here beside me but what a game of hurling here today between yourself and O'Loughlin Gales in the intermediate final you came away with the victory you showed great heart in that game what does it mean to yourself to win? Um, look Martin it means everything um, you know to a small parish small club like Carrick Shock and you know it's not obviously the position that ourselves in O'Loughlin saw ourselves being in at the start of the year and it, it's not a nice place to be but you know you saw out there 30 players and, and the lads that came in you know 35, 40 players gave it their all for their jersey and for their crest and that's all you can ask the lads you know and um, that's all I asked of our lads at the start of it was just hard work and honesty and you know if, we, if the result goes our way great if it doesn't well then you can walk off the field with your heads held high you know and look we, we got the goals in the second half it looked like it was kind of slipping away from us at stages but um you know, look, the big, the big players stood up again and, um, you know, just got us over the line. Talk to us about that because O'Loughlin Gales certainly had their purple patch, especially when young Kevin Farrell had to go off with yourselves. He seemed to pull up with a hamstring injury. He seemed to struggle a small little bit. He was a focal point for you up there in the forwards, but he certainly regrouped after that and just hit for tat there for a while. I thought even it might have went to extra time, but like you said, you got the goals right at the right time and young Owen O'Neill was certainly central to most of those scores for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like obviously losing Kevin was huge. Huge, you know, um, an absolute focal point, brilliant ball winner, you know, brilliant hurler, brilliant guy, and you know he was devastated coming off the field. But look, that's that, those are injuries, you know. We we picked up some serious injuries during the year, you, you know, you couldn't believe it. And for a small club, you, you can't afford that. So look, the lads that came on, Kieran came on, Barry came on, got the goal at the end. They all contributed, you know, and that's that's all you can ask the lads is to contribute. And look, fair play to Lockins. We knew that they were going to come at us with everything that they had, and they did at the start of the second half. You know, they went to point up and they they looked to be kind of maybe 
getting the upper hand and we, we got back we got the goal on Crowley got the goal and um, you know we pushed on from there but look two two incredibly honest teams um, it's a pity that you know there has to be a loser and unfortunately you know all Lachlan's are, are feeling that today we're we're happy we're delighted um, you know wouldn't be overly happy with the year as a, as a whole but look these games are for winning and getting a result and thankfully we've done that I said it to Owen there earlier on as well I know you weren't happy the last day with the performance against the Fenians he had 18 wides that day it's a, a terrible build up two weeks is a long time to a relegation final but you must have been doing some training for scoring and shooting because most of the points that you had today and your chances were all going over the bar you had very few wides in that first half yeah I suppose um, you know funnily enough we didn't actually do much training at all Martin we, tri- <laughs> we got together three times in the last two weeks because we just felt with the lads you know having had a tough season you know we played seven, six games in seven weeks which you know is very unfair on club holders um, you know and it shouldn't happen in this day and age but we just said go away and, and recharge the batteries with a couple of good sessions in between and um, yeah look the last day very disappointed I wouldn't say disappointed with the performance because you know we performed very well but we just didn't take our chances and you know look if you hit 18 wides in a game you don't deserve to win it and we didn't you know we didn't win it the last day and obviously look it left us here today but look the, the year ends on a high um, you know someone said to me during the week and it's true only two intermediate teams will finish the year on a winning note and thankfully Carrie Shocker won them You certainly are and it is great to see you at intermediate level next year you also have a lot of young talent coming up there as well that you can build on and mix that with the experiences there the likes of Niall Tennyson in full back your own brother in corner forward as well who I thought had an outstanding game as well he's exceptional on freeze so the future is certainly bright for yourself you have talents that's there that you can build and challenge for the, the title next year Yeah look I, look, I wouldn't exactly say challenge for the title but ah, you look you know we, we picked up six or seven serious injuries at the start of the year Martin like and there was times where we were you know we, we were struggling to field teams in the league championship stages and that's the reality of it and look they didn't go our way we, we had to get ourselves ready for Johnstown and you know fair play to Johnstown they, they, they got the result on the day but look we were in a semi-final last year we had hope to build on that this year um, but as I said we got season ending injuries you know and, that, and that's the, the, the sad thing about it and then we got lads kind of back during the year John Cal you know only had 30 minutes hurling under his belt this year due to a broken hand and came on and was, was outstanding there do you know and you know Owen O'Neill chipped his, his hip at the beginning of the year uh, Jake Dwyer hamstring Kevin hamstring you know but look it's all about just coming together as a, as a group of, of players and, and management and just trying to build the spirit and thankfully we had that today and look it's 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 a positive end to the year do you know it's it it could have been a lot worse um, and it would have been a long winter if we didn't get the result today but look we can go away now and plan and, and, and look at next year and you know as you said plenty of talent in the club our, our underage teams are competing very well at the moment so you know it's just a matter of bringing those guys through for over the next kind of five to ten years and hopefully we'll be we'll be contesting county finals in the near future well well done fantastic victory today and for all your time throughout the year as well you're being so gracious with it we thank you sincerely and best luck for next year cheers thanks Martin Delighted to be joined by Peter Butler. Peter, sum up that for us. Uh, delighted to be in the draw for the semi-final. I'm sure later on today. Yeah, we're look. We're absolutely delighted. We knew coming here we were coming up against a really strong team, a team that's improving all the time. They're very young. We knew it was going to be a really tough championship game. That's exactly what we got. So we're happy to get out the other side and be in the draw for the semi-final later on this evening. Got off to a great start in that game. I suppose the fortuitous goal. You take all the scores that come your way, but that goal kind of was always seemed to be the you know the one that kind of kept you at arms then from Greg. 
beat Ballycannon through the afternoon. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's definitely a fortuitous goal, but we also felt that you know we missed some chances that we usually score later on in the game. So these things probably balance out. But definitely the goal it was it was kind of a buffer zone for most of the match, so it was important to get it early. Now positives from the game. What were you most pleased with over the course of the sixty minutes plus? Yeah, well look, in our last two games we conceded ten goals. We didn't concede a goal today, so that's really important. The defence really upped it, but the whole team you know upped their work rate and the way we defend and the tracking back and the tackling. So that's a big positive. And look, I thought in the second half, you know we we kept composed. Bally Callan came at us, and we were able to keep the scoreboard tip ticking away and tipping over. So we're delighted with that. Yeah, and great to see Keane Kenny was in there helping out today with the the water to the lads. Uh, what's the what's the update and uh, how likely are we to see him play a part in this year's championship? After look, we just have to wait and see. You know, in terms of what the the people in the north say, the medical people, and how his injury is healing up. But Keane is a massive leader in the group, obviously on the pitch and even off the pitch. He's mad to get back. So we'll just wait and see what the the medical people say, I suppose. And just finally, a few things maybe that you'd you'd be hoping that you'll probably have to work on ahead of a semi-final or to go all the way in the championship this year. Yeah, well, look, we just want to keep improving, keep improving, you know, taking our chances. Like I said, there was probably chances we'd normally take that we didn't take today. And if we can do that and keep improving, you know, we don't really mind who we're playing or what the story is. We're just going to drive and drive and drive and give it our best shot. Well, well done on today's success. Thanks very much. Cheers. Now, of course, it is a huge weekend of action in Kilkenny with the four St. Candice's Credit Union senior quarterfinals taking place. The pick of the ties undoubtedly comes at quarter past four on Sunday, live on KCLR from UPMC Nolan Park, where champions in six in a row chasing Ballyhale Shamrocks take on league champions and the informed team of 2023. Dixburg. To look ahead to that game, I am delighted to say that I am joined on the line right now by Ballyhale Shamrocks manager Pat Holman. Pat, thanks for chatting to me today. How are you? Uh, I'm very good. Robbie, uh, looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, it's such a. It just feels like a monumental game. Everybody's looking forward to this, not just within Kilkenny, but outside of it. I know the TV cameras are down as well, and we have commentary of it also. Um, I mean, what's it like to be on the inside, Pat? Can you look forward to a game like this? Oh, very much so, Robbie. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, whatever else the rest of the year, like this is this is the real deal now. It's winner takes all. Your season really pushes on, or it all comes to a very very quick end. So massive game, Robbie. Yeah. Is it different? Does it feel different this Sunday compared to maybe the games gone by? Even last weekend, even though that was, of course, championship against Danes Fort. The fact that it feels like two heavyweights just colliding in an almighty affair. Yeah, look, last weekend obviously was was a very challenging game. Nobody wants to be uh, down at that end of the table and it's really, really important to get a result and thankfully we did. We we didn't play particularly well. We got got through it. Um, I suppose the fact it comes a, a, a week, it's great in one way, but it is a very quick turnover. Uh, by the time you get the draw Sunday evening, get lads back together, do a small bit of training, uh, it's all happened very, very quickly. So, you know, it didn't matter who the opposition were. Obviously, Dixborough are the form team, as you said, so we know the challenge that's ahead of us. Does the draw, I know you say there, it doesn't matter who you get, and I suppose it doesn't at this stage. I know you have to beat whoever is put in front of you to win a county title, as you well know at this stage. But does the draw make it all that little bit more mouth-watering? Does the kind of butterflies in the stomach churn up a, a bit, knowing that this is a team that are big-time in form, and of course, you are the team that everybody wants to knock off their perch? Yeah, I suppose, look, the, the results from the league uh, weren't particularly good for Ballyhale. We played five, we were only won one game. So, 
whatever opposition we were going to get at this point was going to be a challenge for us. As you said, Dixborough, you know, they won all their games. They won the league out last weekend. They are the form team. So it definitely uh, focuses the mind of Robbie and everybody realises the, 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 the challenge that's ahead of us. If we were to look back before we look forward, I suppose, Pat, you mentioned there a couple of times that league campaign, only the one victory for the Shamrocks in coming against Greg Ballycallan, a few draws in there as well, and ultimately you finished second from bottom. Can you put your finger on it why maybe you didn't hit form throughout the duration of the league and why maybe you kind of flattered to deceive throughout the five or six weeks of it? Uh, I don't unfortunately have any silver bullet on that. But look, the league starts very quickly after the inter-county campaign. We have quite a good few players involved, uh, thankfully, with Kilkenny. And, uh, you know, I think there was definitely a bit of a hangover from that, which, which, which you know, is in the early games. Um, you know, after that, we just we just stuttered a little bit, I suppose, in games. Probably unlucky to draw with Castlecomer, even though they kept going to the end. Um, you know, so we... we probably lucky to get a draw with the village so that the, the things level out. No, there wasn't anything in particular. Um, you know, definitely it's not lack of focus or not lack of effort. Just, just, it's just not clicking fully at the moment. Now, a lot of players have returned uh, for the Shamrocks throughout the course of the last number of weeks. The main player that everybody is talking about, whether he's the main player on the inside, I don't know, but Colin Fenley last weekend lined out a full forward. I think you said it yourself when you spoke to KCLR afterwards when you were speaking to Ronnie. He was probably the best player on the pitch. How big an impact has he had since he returned? Oh, look, um, I suppose you, anybody who's watching Kenny or Ballyhill hurling for the last 10 years is fully aware of Colin. He's a, he's a freak in nature. Uh, for him to come back, number one, for him to make himself available was, was unbelievable. Um, when, when he was willing to do it, we were always willing to back him and, and make it happen. Uh, thankfully, he's he's back in Irish style again as we speak, so delighted to, to say that. You know, Colin is a fantastic hurler. Physically, he's he's a, a monster of a man. He brings a different challenge and he, I suppose, he, you know, he allows us to play a different sort of game as well, so he's a huge plus to us. Could you give us an insight into how a return like that pans out, Pat? What's the process? Uh, it's not not rocket science. You just book the flight to paper to get on the plane and land in Dublin. You know, to be honest, travelling nowadays is, is is amazing. You know, and uh, time difference is not not ridiculous. Um, so, no, like the city of Colin is willing to do it. Obviously, you know, it's great when it works out and he played well. And hopefully, we can repeat that the weekend coming. So no negotiations for that one anyway, Pat. But um, listen, obviously you were speaking there about the attributes that Colin brings on the pitch. But when you have the likes of Colin Fenley, TJ Reid, you know, Mark Aylward spinning around there and, and Owen Reid, players like that, what they do on the pitch, everybody takes notice of because they are of such quality. But off the pitch, in terms of the experience and what they bring to the younger players, of the, the members of the panel as well, how important is that, particularly now that you are reaching the latter stages of a championship once more? Yeah, like we're very, very lucky to have such experience, uh, you know, around the club. And, you know, um, I suppose sometimes maybe just as an outsider looking in, you'd say, you know, with a lot of success, the lads get softer, do they get, you know, they take it for granted. And I can definitely say all the players you mentioned there, they definitely don't. You know, they have a massive desire to drive on and on and they don't. They definitely don't look back. It's all about this year and what they can achieve this year and uh 
those players are very grounded themselves and uh, the, generally the mood within Ballyhale is very grounded so it's all about next Sunday now and what we can do. And a lot of younger players have come through throughout the course of this league and championship as well Pat. What has been like uh, blooding them into the panel? Yeah look you know I suppose we, we, we were very lucky last year we got Killian Corcoran and Niall Shortle two very young players to step in and now they're they're uh, a big part of the team Uh it, it, stepping up to senior is is a huge, huge step for lots of players physically. You know, you're right up there. The, the conditioning, you see the borough, you mentioned it there earlier. You know, they're a super fit team. They're a mature team. And and when you're throwing in young guys against that, they got to be ready, you know, physically and mentally. So sometimes it's a case, you've no choice. you just got to get players in there. But obviously you're always trying to trying to find somebody and push the team on. I mentioned that you have a lot of experienced players in terms of you know not just in what they've won but also their age in the panel but in terms of the experience of this panel over the last three, four, five years winning things, winning big games, winning tight games giving out some hammerings to, to be frank like when you have all of that behind you ahead of again what is such a big game this Sunday do you lean on that as a manager? Do you bring it up at all, maybe in the, in the week leading up to the game or in your pre-match team talk? Or do you just leave all that to the side and focus on the game at hand? Uh, look, obviously, uh, our focus is on the game. Our focus on, first and foremost, on Valley Hill performing. Obviously, looking at Dick's Burnett, their strengths, their weaknesses, etc. And you're hoping, you know, you're drawing on the experience of the players. They've done it on big days. They've done it... Uh, you know, having to come in from behind in games, as you said, they've won games well. But we're 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 uh, we're very realistic about the weekend, and we know the challenge is going to be massive from the borough. As you said, they're the form team, they're the team that I suppose for most people's favourites to win the county final. So we're very realistic about what's ahead of us. Yeah, and to kind of cast our eye towards the borough, then I mean they are, you know, we've said it now umpteen times. They are the form team of this year's championship and league so far. When you look at them, there's been a lot of talk about their ability to mix it up in terms of playing the short game and then maybe playing a more direct game. Is it difficult to analyse them tactically and to get into what they're doing? Uh, it seems to me a lot of teams have kind of struggled to cope with what they've thrown at them so far this year. I'll answer that on Sunday evening, uh, Robinson. <laughs> uh, no, like, you know, like, like you've just said there, they seem to ask a lot of questions. The teams are very well set up. Uh, tactically, they seem to have a very good plan. They've, you know, have a lot of very athletic players. They play a lot of carrying the ball and carrying the ball through the lines, as we say in the, in the modern game. But they have excellent insight forwards. They have great pace as well, as we all know. So, yeah, based on that, you know, they they tick nearly all the boxes. So it's just just to see if we can live with them on Sunday now. And finally, Pat, before I let you go, I mentioned in my introduction there, the Shamrocks are going for six in a row. You led them to their fifth, you know, a record fifth title in a row last year, then went on and won Leinster and then All-Ireland. Um, the hunger, is it still there? And how do you maintain it year after year after year? Well, as I said earlier, you know, they have an amazing attitude. They don't look back, and I mean that. They're obviously very proud of what they've achieved, they're very proud of the tradition of the club. But, uh, you know, you're very quickly told about Valley Hill, it's about the next game, it's about what you can win into the future. So there's no fear of them getting carried away. It's just, you know, it's just that matter. Last year, there was a tremendous effort to do the five in a row, to make the history of that. Uh, that was well documented. Um, 
suppose if there is a motivation this year, it's to win a 21-21st title and go top of the pile. I mean, that, that, that definitely would be something worth achieving and a very special thing. I think that uh, this group of players in Hill would love to achieve, but that's a long, long, long way away at the moment. Uh, it's all about Sunday as part of us four and, and, and getting over that one first. Good stuff. Pat Holman, the best of luck at the weekend and thanks ever so much for chatting to me today. Thanks, Robbie. Thank you. Now we're building up to this Sunday's big St. Candice's Credit Union Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship quarter final clash between Dixborough and Ballyhale Sharmucks. Of course it is live on KCLR from quarter past four with David Burns and Adrian Ronan calling all the action with thanks to Jerry Comfort Drilling Limited. To look ahead to that one now I'm delighted to say that I am joined on the line by Dixborough manager and of course KCLR analyst Michael Walsh. Michael how are you? Uh, not so bad, Robbie. Not so bad at all. Michael, it is, you know, such a mouth-watering tie for us neutrals. Um, I pose the same question to, to your counterpart, your Ballyhill Shermock's counterpart, Pat Holben. For us, we can all get excited. On the inside, can you? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's, uh, it's a fantastic draw. Um, um, it's a huge match. Both teams, you know, uh, we've we've gone very well so far ourselves this year. Obviously, we know how good uh, Ballyhale Shamrocks are, and uh, you know, it's it's a huge test uh, for us. But sure, look, that's what that's what uh, sport and and hurling is for to bring on the challenges and, and take them on as best you can. And that's what we intend to do on Sunday to be uh, a cracker of a game. I said there at the start that of course you are our KCLR analyst for all the Kilkenny games at the start of the year and you know how big those games are there's such a big build up to them particularly as it goes through club games maybe not so much until you get to the latter stages but this one feels so different is is there an air of almost an inter-county build up to this game? Ah, sure. Look, it, it, it captures the imagination. There's no doubt about that, Robbie. You know, you have to, to call it as it is, and it definitely captures the imagination. I suppose from our point of view, we have to stay focused on exactly what uh, our job. We think our job will be, and, and you know, you kind of have to find it, tend to, to steer away from all that. But there is, you would notice a difference this week. Obviously, there's an awful lot of interest in the game, and rightly so. It's it's, it's a very very top class game to look forward to. As I said earlier, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, if conditions are good and it should be a cracker of a game. And it is the Shamrocks, of course. Um, they have kind of swept past a lot of teams in prior years. Um, but from your own point of view, when you're looking ahead to a game like this, not just your point of view, but the players as well and the management team, do you see this game as an opportunity? Well, you have to, Robbie. Uh, that's exactly the point I made earlier. There's no point in, in thinking anything else. Uh, you know, it's uh, they're they've been the best team in the country over the last number of years uh, there's no question or doubt about that they've been absolutely fantastic and you know we know they're going to bring their A game to Nolan Park on Sunday as well no matter what's going on before now they're going to be absolutely primed and then you know, they're champions for nothing so absolutely you have to look forward to these things uh, you know you can't you can't legislate when they'll happen because you have no control over that but certainly uh, when they do you've got to take on the challenge and, and let's see where you are you rightfully said there that they've been the best team in the country over the last five years or so but a lot of people would say that you have been the best team in the county in 2023 your form has been imperious it has to be said I mean uh, six games six victories including last weekend's league final defeat of Glenmore you must be delighted with not just the results but the performances as well 
Yeah, I, I, absolutely, Robbie. You, you know, you, you can't dress it up any other way. You can you can say what you like, but uh, the lads have been absolutely super so far. Uh, we actually feel there's a lot more in them, and we know there's a lot more we'll have to come out of them uh, next Sunday. Uh, you know, as well. But uh, we do feel we have a lot more to give, and as. As I said to earlier, that will be seen on Sunday, quarter past four, whether whether we have more in us. But well, yeah, I certainly feel they have. They've been performances have been strong, but certainly there's loads of room for improvement. We feel as well. There's been a lot of talk by people that know a lot more about hurling than I ever will, Michael, about your style of play and the fact that you so seamlessly seem to be able to transition from a more short style, maybe what some people would rightfully or wrongfully describe as a modern style of play, into a more direct approach. Is that something that you've been working on since you kind of got the job in 2022 or is it something that has come to the fore more this year? Um, you know, it's, it's it's like everything. Like you, you play a style of play that maybe suits you or suits who you're playing against on the day. Uh, there's no one one style. You have to have, I think, now in the in the modern game, you have to have different kind of ways to adapt to the game. And uh, you know, if you just play one way, you'll be you'll be cutting onto fairly quick. So you have to be able to adapt. And like you know, a lot has made of styles of play and stuff like that. But it's, it is as really as it comes. You see what's in front of you, and you try and you know, you try and get yourself into that situation where you can get a control of the game but whether that's a short style or a long style uh, as I said purely depends on, on what you want on a particular day uh, I wouldn't say where where there's any particular style it's just uh, something that suits your players and obviously you have to take into account the opposition you play against every day you play as well And how important has your backroom team been this year Michael? Uh, the backroom team are, are absolutely massive they, they really run the whole thing Robbie you know it's like you know the you know the coaches and the the, the coaches the SNC coach and all that they're just great people uh, they they're very professional in what they do and you know we're lucky to have them in our club they they they, they really give they, they give us a great platform and uh, they they they're very good at what they do they're very good at their jobs uh, as I'm sure look at there's lots of good backroom teams around there's no question about that but very pleased with the lads that we have working with us and very very lucky to have them as well. You have a really strong starting 15. I don't think anybody would debate that. But a lot of people have pointed to the fact that maybe Dixborough have the best panel in the entirety of the county this year. How crucial is that, particularly when we're coming up, you know, you're coming up against the Shamrocks this weekend. A lot of people, I presume yourself, would think it's going to be a very close game. Is it really important that you don't just have the bare 15, that you can look to the bench and know that you have players there that can perform at a very good level? Yeah, I think it's very important. I, I, I think though that there's there's uh, you know there's more than Dixborough. I think a lot of teams have good panels, and uh, you know any team that's left in it, I think really have good panels. Uh, you know we have we have a strong panel enough. There's no question about that, and there's a good competition there for places. And you know it's very hard to pick the starting fifteen every day you go out. But look at uh, you know it's it's in this particular case it's it's all hands on deck, and uh, it's going to take a massive effort. We're we're quite well aware of that. I'm sure you don't want to talk about individual players, Michael, but one player I just did want to point to was Timmy Clifford. A lot of people would have known him this year coming into the Kilkenny senior panel in and around the half-forward line, but for you, he's been playing half-back and he's been one of the form players of the league and championship, well, just the league for yourself so far. Um, how impressed have you been by Timmy Clifford? 
Ah, well, look, I have serious time for Timmy. All, all, I, you know, I've been lucky enough to be involved with him since he was 14. And the many teams, I suppose, I've been involved with, he's kind of always played at the back. And, uh, you know, he's been very, very strong there. He can play in a number of different positions. That's not to say he won't end up playing in the forwards for Ulster Kilkenny in the future. That, that, that can all depend on different things. But he's comfortable playing playing anywhere. He's, he's very good at what he does. But I'm sure he, he'll be very uh, recognised of the fact that, you know, the players around him and behind him are in front of him are excellent as well. And, and they're giving him the platform as well to do what he likes to do and you know it's a team game and, and, and he's, he's done very very well and a long may continue for him You alluded to it a little bit earlier when you said that sometimes you have to adapt your kind of system of play or the way you're going to approach a game dependent on your opponents I'm just looking at the Shamrocks half forward line here it's Adrian Mullen TJ Reid Owen Cody of course TJ Reid has been one of if not the best hurler of the last 10-15 years or so uh, in the entirety of the country do you have to look at individuals more so for this game than you would maybe against other clubs? How would you look at that when you consider that you are coming up against the Shamrocks? Yeah, look, at the, obviously, as I said to you, the Shamrocks as, as a whole are just fantastic. Look, the, the records are there. They're not, they're not, <laughs> nobody is stupid. They're, they're, uh, the records are there. They're a fantastic setup. They have fast, in, in that setup, they obviously have fantastic individuals. You just named three of them who would be on any team in the country club or inter-county ways and obviously you have to plan uh, plan ahead and plan strong and you know that's what you do but like you, ha- you can't just uh, you know, individualize stuff either you have to be careful of, 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 of the whole you have to look out at the whole 15 and, and uh, draw your plans up then accordingly but look at as, as, as you said those three individuals are very very strong and obviously you know they're going to take serious watching just two more general questions before I let you go Michael if that's okay first of all the format of the league and championship this year a lot of talk about it some people are in favour of it some people are against it uh, there's been in a quick succession uh, a quick succession of games rather in a very short space of time which means if kind of players pick up injuries or even minor injuries they might be missing for crucial games how have you found that as a manager? Yeah it's it's tough going uh, uh, there's definitely no doubt about it. it's tough going it's hard to know what you can do to change it or tweak it. It, it. It's a very good format. Again, it's a bit like the inter-county scene and I, I'm a great fan of the split season, don't get me wrong, but I just wish there was a little bit more time in both. I think that, you know, that, that definitely is an issue. Like, I felt, you know, I feel that at different times and in fairness to try and do it right, we've had our two-week breaks at different times, but I just feel, you know, the, we, the first three matches were all rushed into about 15, 16 days and I just think that, you know, I think going forward, maybe if they could just stretch it out a bit, but it's not easy with the with the with the present format, and I think everything is a bit rushed. If I'm being honest, Colm O'Byrne, the Mullen event manager, said that it should be a two-week gap between each championship game when it comes. Do you think they need to try and find a way to get it to that stage? I I would 100 percent agree with that. I think it should be. I think it should be a two-week break for for like from last week to the, to the, to the match this week. I think two weeks would have been very ideal. And I said, and in fairness, after this, it is two weeks. So I think if they can get to that even that's what I mean it's just a bit rushed uh, not by a whole lot but just a small bit and maybe one other break as well in, 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 in between but look at it it's, it's a good format it, it really does quite the appetite you know teams are going out from the start and uh, it's a very very good setup. Um, you know and I'm sure there's a mouthwatering weekend in store as well with all the matches I'm sure there'll be crackers everywhere and you know it's do or die for everybody at this stage Certainly will and very finally Michael uh, we obviously know you and love you from your role as an analyst on KCLR with the um, Kilkenny inter-county side of things but as a manager and a manager of a club that you love so much in the form of Dixborough how have you enjoyed it not just this year but over the last two years? 
Yeah, there's, look, there's lots of things uh, involved. It's 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 a tough job. It's, there's no doubt about that. There's you know there's lots of ins and outs in it, in the fact of the you know the outside stuff as regards uh, you know the to trying to manage the the off season uh, when you're training and all that sort of stuff. But once the matches and the training comes around, I just that's the part I love anyway. I've always loved that anyway, Robbie. To be honest, it's the, it's I suppose just just trying to you know manage stuff between we say February and whenever or March whenever you start training and and. Uh, August that's the difficult part and uh, trying to manage other different issues but as regards the training field and the matches sure, look that's what we live for and that's why you're, you're you're in the job and that's why you're, you love doing the job whether it be managing coaching selecting or just going to matches to be, to be all the one like you know I'd be very happy to be to be either way once once the Explorer are doing well I'm quite happy and uh, you know that's that's the way it is it's it's brilliant uh, when it comes around to match time and, and as I said on the training pitch you love seeing the boys training and stuff like that but it can be difficult in the early part of the year but look that's part of the course I suppose Michael always a pleasure to chat to you and the very best of luck with the match on Sunday Thanks Robbie take care And I'm delighted to be joined by today's man of the match Luke Scanlon Luke uh, big performance uh, good performance, I'd say. Yeah, Do you know, we were we weren't wasn't the perfect performance really. Um, definitely have a lot to improve on for the semi final, but look, we're there now. And we're very thankful and yeah, happy to get over the line. Yeah, and just the league cha- championship was a bit hit and miss as well. It was kind of yeah. they were up and down, so you had lots to work on. But I'm sure coming into a quarter final, the only thing you want is to, to come out of it with a win. That's it. We didn't really mind now whether we won clean or ugly today, as, as long as we got the, the win today. As Brian had said, you know, it only matters when the final whistle blows, and we were on top there today. So no, definitely. Keen Kenny uh, missing again today. I seen his hand strapped is there any chance that he could be back in the next week or two that's right Jake Ian has a hand injury there now at the minute um, obviously working with the physios and, and doctors and specialists to see what we can do there in the next two weeks time to see if he can be back but look, we're hopefully Keane can be back and look he's a vital cog and now we're going forward and a brilliant player inter-county hurler sure so um, we'll be hopefully Keane can get back yeah. and you're happy enough as well into another county semi-final any team that you're looking for in the, the next round into another semi-final yeah no look it's brilliant stuff um, this is where we want to be at this time of year he can't beat it and look we'll stick around and watch this match between Dixburg and Ballyhale but uh, whoever we get in the semi-final now whether it be these two teams or Bennett's Bridges it's going to be right down to the wire so looking forward to it no, brilliant stuff congratulations today Luke well done brilliant. thanks very much Now we're building up to a big weekend in Kilkenny, of course. It is senior quarter-final weekend with four games taking place across the county. One of them throws in at half-past three on Saturday. It sees Mullinavat take on Old Lachlan Gales in Thomastown. And to look forward to that game now, I'm delighted to say that I am joined by Mullinavat manager Colm O'Byrne. Colm, how are you? Not too bad at all, Robbie, and yourself? Very good. Really looking forward to this weekend and particularly looking forward to this game, Column. And the reason for that, of course, is these two sides have met in the Championship over the last two years. Both games, it's one win for Mullinavat, one win for O'Loughlin's, but only a point between them in both ties. So this could be a ferocious battle tomorrow. Um, I'd be hoping so. I think both teams know each other well. There's a good bit of healthy rivalry there between both teams over the last few years. Um, I know last year's game in particular was very physical very well fought encounter so we're planning for and hoping for the same again this weekend You're obviously now you've staved away that threat of relegation a really good victory against Aaron's own last weekend and you're into a quarter finals now what's the sort of thinking ahead of this game Colm is it kind of that maybe you're in bonus territory and you have avoided that all kind of dreaded relegation final as I say or are you just purely focused on this game and it's about trying to advance to a semi-final uh, to be honest, it's kind of 
it's a funny situation really because it definitely it's definitely not seen as bonus territory in Mullinavet. Um, they've been in a quarter final every year since they've come up to senior. So it's expected. There's a certain standard there. Uh, disappointing that we ended up getting there that way in terms of being in a relegation semi-final. We'd prefer to avoid that, but the performances that we had were so up and down, we can't really have any complaints. You know, you kind of get what you deserve in Kilkenny most of the time. And um, if you're flat, you do tend to be caught. And I, we were flat a couple of times and we got caught badly in the league. So I suppose... I don't see it as bonus territory. I'd be expecting this team to be getting to this level and pushing on. The goal of this year is to push on. So we're happy to be there. I prefer to have gone a different way to get there, but I suppose that doesn't matter now. We're there with a full complement and lads are fresh and feeling ready. So, um, But definitely not bonus territory. We don't see it as that. This is where this team should be and we should be trying to push on. Obviously, we will look forward to the game, but just to look back on how you got there, and you mentioned maybe the fact that you would have liked to have taken a different path uh, to the quarterfinals, but nevertheless, you are there. But that league campaign column, obviously only the one victory over Dane's Fort, some disappointing results in there, particularly against Tullerone and Clara. While they were obviously not the results that you were looking for, would you be inspired and feel the confidence, the fact that you have bounced back when it matters most off the back of those results? Um, I think there was always going to be bounce back in this group of players. They're, you know, they're very proud of what they've achieved in terms of getting this club up to senior, and a lot of them were involved in that process. Um, in those games, it got them up and kept them up. So they're very proud of where they are, and there was always going to be a reaction to the poor performances, and they were poor performances. I suppose our preparation wasn't ideal. Um, the, the summer league, the, the Burn Cup, or whatever it's called, we didn't really get a whole lot, of, a whole lot out of that. A lot of the games were quite poor. Um, we found ourselves in with the intermediate teams from the what you'd call the lower end now. In the, <laughs> and it's not the lower end, but they were ranked that way. And we felt those games didn't really bring us on much. County football also kind of got in the way a good bit. We had ten, nine or ten in with that most weeks. So we were a bit undercooked coming to the championship. We were quite pleased with performances in terms of the games against Dixborough or Lockton Gales. But the Tullerone game, the Clara game, they were big disappointments, really. Um, we thought we were ready and we were kind of caught flat, I suppose. I was very pleased, though, in terms of last weekend. We were, we were kind of worried that the Clara game would have a hangover effect. But to be fair to the lads, they really put in two good weeks training and they were very fresh and ready for that game. And so it was quite pleasing to have that performance come together after a bad performance to follow it up with a good one. It, was, it, it showed good heart, I think, and good, um, good character, which is, which is key to any team, really. Sometimes to say after a bad defeat like that against Clara in the final round of the league that you'd want the game the next day, but you know, in retrospect, was it really welcoming and good for the whole panel and yourself and the management team to have that two week gap between Clara and the first round of the championship? Oh, I think so. I think the two week gap was key. Um, it's very hard to turn things around in a week in terms of game plan in terms of tweaking a few things like if you play a heavy game on the Saturday or Sunday your Tuesday night session is effectively a recovery session like the training we've done this week was minuscule it was just sharpening up and we needed those two weeks just to kind of change tack a little bit to address a couple of failings that you know things that hadn't worked and you definitely can't fix that in two sessions and if you're going week to week really realistically you're talking about one session and that depends on how sore lads are after the weekend. So the two-week break was very welcome, very welcome, because it is a very condensed calendar. I do like how it runs week to week. It builds great uh, excitement and, you know, lads love playing games. But when you have things to fix, it's a very, very short time frame.
And then, of course, he did have that victory over Aaron Zone. Last weekend, there was awful conditions for most of the games. A lot of them were very tight, not just in senior, but across all the grades. And then he got to your game, which was the last game of the weekend. And with the greatest respects to Aaron Zone, he seemed to have it half one by half time, really. And you were in imperious form throughout the 60 minutes. To see a performance like that in a relegation semi-final, knowing the consequences of defeat, again, that is something that I suppose he will be leaning on ahead of the quarterfinals. Yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree that it was a done thing at half time at all. I felt that we were, we had to really change what we were doing at half time, and their half back line was very, very strong in the first half. Now we did miss a penalty and a couple of other chances as well, but like we didn't get them. I think there was two or three in at half time, but. Um, to be honest, I was relieved enough to go in up at half time at all. Um, the second half we took over all right, but again, I think we didn't really approach that game as a relegation semi final. I know it's easy to say that, but it wasn't mentioned all week. We kept calling it a first round game. Um, we kept calling it an opportunity game, a game that we could attack to get to a quarter final. And at the end of the day, winning that game, it left like you were two wins from a you were two wins from a semi final before you played that game and that's how we approached it so the players to be fair to them there was never negative talk around you know fear of losing that game or anything like that it was a game we were going to go for and I think that showed in the way they played they played with a bit more freedom they played with a bit more kind of um, I suppose of what you'd call that Mullinavat style of we, we played direct hurling and fast hurling and physical hurling which is what we were trying to do so the play, I, w- I will say that was down to the players that was their that was their goal for the week and they got out themselves on the day which was very pleasing and it means you're in a quarter final now. Of course, that's why I'm chatting to you. We're looking ahead to that game against O'Loughlin's. But once you get, is it once you get into championship that it feels a bit different, or is it at this stage in the quarter finals when maybe a lot of neutrals are realising that the best teams that Kilkenny has to offer are at this stage now? I think championship is different. Like from last weekend, I would say it had a different kind of energy. It felt it felt like there was more bite to it. It felt like there was more kind of more on the line. Um, the league games now it was my first experience of Kilkenny Championship or League or Championship, and um, I felt the league games were very very good. I felt there was great atmosphere at them, great crowds. Uh, I love the idea that they're in the in the club venues. I think it adds an awful lot to it. But it definitely felt different last weekend. It felt like there was more at stake. Um, and for this weekend, I'm expecting it to go up again. We're really looking forward to getting down to Thomastown tomorrow. Um, I know the weather is not to be great but hopefully it doesn't deter a crowd from being there because it, it definitely feels different it just feels that everything has ratched, has has kind of gone up a notch you know which is um, it's where you want to be and like we're now in the last eight and Olachtan Gales who have are having a very solid year like they would see themselves as one of the top three teams and it's up to us to kind of prove we belong to be there and I think we will show that Well Colm thanks ever so much for talking to me today and best of luck in that game against Olachtan's on Saturday Thanks very much, Robbie. Thanks very much. Owen O'Neill, Carrick Shock, congratulations. Nobody wants to be in a relegation final, but relief at the end of the day. You came away with a fantastic victory here in John Lock Park today. How do you feel? Oh, I'm over, over the moon. It's, it's just relief. Being able to give it back to the boys. The lads have put in all the effort throughout the year. Richie and the, Richie and the boys, management, they've, they've put it in day one they've been here trends been good just didn't go our way it's hard to hear and sure any club can find themselves here 
yeah, it's not easy for any club, and especially I suppose with the build up in it, you had a two week break to it. It's probably the worst time trying to build up into a relegation final, but you seem to cope with it very well during the game. You had a good start to it, um, you know, you were coming into it. O'Loughlin's probably on top in the first half, but you certainly didn't leave him do all the hurling. Uh, only a couple of points in us at half time. Yeah, that's the story. Like, if we just had to kind of keep him close, even if they did, every team has a purple patch throughout the game. It's just keeping them close, as close as possible, because you will get your purple patch, and that's when you push on. Unfortunately for poor Kevin Farrell up in the forward line, he pulled up with the hamstring when he went off. Things seemed to go downhill a small little bit for you. He was certainly a focal point for you, but he grouped, regrouped very well. And I have to say, your second half performance were outstanding. But talk us through that last passage of play because you were ahead, you were going bearing down on goal. You could see the the eyeballs of Declan Murphy in the goal. You didn't go for the shot yourself, though. It just shows the player that you are. You put the ball across to Mr. Lennon and he dispatched the ball to the goal for you. you certainly must have been delighted. Oh, over the moon. Like, it's, hey, you give them balls 99% of the time, you should never, never go down yourself. There's always a man going to chase you. The man has to come to you, you have the ball, so give it across every time. Carrick Shocker, a very important club to hurling in Kilkenny. Your history is there. You know, you have Richie Powers after winning several all Irons, his father before him as well. He had plenty of players on the team, the Tennyson's, to mention a few. How important is it for Carrick Shock to stay intermediate for next year? Oh, it's huge. Two years ago, we were pushing, trying to go up senior, so it's just a bad year. But hey, there's enough lads in the parish, young lads coming up through that we'll get up over the line again next year or the year after. Well, congratulations to yourself as well. Five points in total, or is it six? No, it's actually six points today in total. Good return. You must be delighted with your own performance as well. Uh, happy enough, yeah. Could have put over another one or two frees, but sure, that's just the way it goes. Well, congratulations. Well done to yourself and Carrie Shock, and uh, well done on the Wednesday. Thank you, very much. I'm delighted to be joined by Keen Kenny Kilkenny Hurler after a good win for James Stevens there in the quarter final. Keen, you must be happy enough with that. I am delighted now at the end of the day. Um, we always knew it was going to be a tough game, you know. Bally Callan are never a pushover team and we needed a big performance ourselves and thankfully we got it today and the lads got over the line. And I noticed you're carrying water today as opposed to carrying hurls. How are we looking? Uh, good, good. Yeah, I got a bad break there in the finger back last game in the league for, against Shamrocks and look, I had to get the operation on it because it was, it was in a bad way and though it's very, very tough, I don't know how Brian Cody's been on that line for that long because it's so nerve-wracking but I'm back next week for the for the county semi-finals so I'm absolutely delighted. It's it's obviously uh, you know very hard for someone like yourself to stand on the sideline watching a game like that. Um, there was a couple of times in the game where it was looking a bit touchy and you'd be kind of saying, you know, I'd love to be out here. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, you, you want to play these games like you want to play the quarter final and we knew Bally Callan were going to bring a, get their purple patch and they did and they got about two or three of them that they just needed to be shutting down and there are the times where you kind of need players around the middle and being able out being on the sideline and watching the lads doing it you're just like you'd love to be out there helping them and getting them over the line but look the lads are unbelievable today you can't fault any of them they work so hard and I'm just delighted now at the end of the day Yeah and your centre back Niall Brazel and centre forward Luke Scanlon two outstanding performances today by the two lads Yeah sure the lads have carried us for years now and Brazo is just such a rock Brazo is such a rock at defence like you, you can't go wrong and Scanny is just playing out with his absolute skin this year and I love seeing it as well because two boys are absolutely unnatural hurlers and when they do it they do it very very good and it's good for other people to see how actually good they are because they're the lads in training that when you're getting your last running in and there's Brazo dragging you along and there's Scanny driving you along so no, the two guys are absolutely unbelievable now. There'll be four names going in the hat later on. James Stevens will come out. Who would you like to pull out beside them? To be honest, 
I don't care who we get now. We're looking after ourselves. We're a strong team. People don't really rate us and we don't have to prove anything to anyone. As long as the village panel of 34 people and their managers and our community are behind us, that's all we need. And we'll face anyone 100% that comes out with that hat and we're looking forward to it. Brilliant. Best of luck next week. Thanks very much. well done and uh, well done in your speech a very sporting game sporting speech but what a great day for Seth Mullins Junior B last year Junior A this year and now the Leinster Junior Football Championship brilliant for the club yeah it's a great achievement Brendan uh, C, B and A I mean we didn't never expect it to, to come this far but obviously with the talent we have on the pitch as you know yourself we're sure we can go further if we just get a bit more belief in ourselves maybe and uh, get the shooting a bit better again as well sure okay he's, he's a busy man getting photographs and uh, he's with his two brothers here Jack and Marty as well but he is the captain and Chris it's the Leinster Championship as I said yeah Leinster just if you ever thought St Mullins football was going to rep, go to Leinster uh, we probably were laughing at you Brendan back a few years ago but we're there now and we'll, we'll, we'll regroup again and we'll figure out who we're playing and that and see what we can do and we'll go out and give it a good go sure and listen at the start of the game you started very well to be fair to the Cox they were always going to get into it they got into it neck and neck they took the lead you showed a bit of character could have went anywhere could have went to a replay had a chance to level it in the end but at the outset I did say a very sporting game but a massive day for St Mullins massive day for the club absolutely it's fantastic especially the disappointment earlier on in the year you know it lifts the whole parish you see the supporters here but the county finals are a different game Brendan um, maybe the experience of county finals how to win them I don't know maybe it stood to us a bit um, it's just never say die with the lads as well it's just keep going we knew the Cox were going to come hard as they're a great footballing club um, and they didn't want to lose this um, but um, thankfully we, we got over the line and you had a bit of experience because Willie and I were just talking while it's club players and everybody was inter-county hurling and that but experience is ever you know you look at Marty, Jack, Seamus James died you know the list is endless because you lads contribute brilliantly to Carlo hurling teams and to club hurling and Carlo championships over the years but new ball you know big ball and uh, there's a few very important club people in there today also oh, absolutely great club man I mean Jerry Lennon absolutely he, he loves the football he was sad like, it would stop in St Mullins for going to be 10 or 15 years and we'd always talk about will we will we and eventually the lads the split season suited us and we got the football back and so we're, we enjoy it you know we don't not as much pressure as the hurling which maybe that's why we, we've come on this far I, I don't know you've become a better player since you got married <laughs> absolutely yeah no doubt about it that was a great day too oh fantastic day Brendan yeah so it was my second speech this year so I was um, it was good oh, it wasn't too bad yeah I was more nervous at the first one put it that way right well listen Chris there's loads of photographs being taken there it's a great family occasion as well I know we'll be catching up with you before the Leinster Championship but listen as captain congratulations well done St Mullins and enjoy the celebrations thank you very much Brendan yeah thanks a million for everything thanks Now we're looking ahead to a big day of action in Carlow. At half past six we'll have live commentary of the Carlow Intermediate Football Championship final between Clonmore and St. Patrick's. But before then, at half past four, it's the meeting of St. Mullins and Fighting Cox in the junior final. Brendan Hennessy and Willie Quinnan will be calling all the action from Netwatch Cullen Park with thanks to Dan Morrissey and co. And to look ahead to that game, I'm delighted to say that I am joined by St. Mullins mentor Jer Lennon. Now, Jer, thanks for chatting to me today. How are you? Good, no, good, good, Robbie, good, yeah. Sure, it's a county final. It's the biggest weekend of the year in Carlow. Um, for you to be on the inside of it as one of the mentors with St Mullins, it's just a great, great week leading up to it, and I'm sure you're very, very excited. Oh, yeah, sure. I tell you, it's great for the, 
the panel of players that we have. Uh, we've been kind of together now for the past, the same panel of players have been together for the past three years. So, uh, like, it's great to be involved in the county final again, uh, especially for, in, we don't get to that many football finals. So, we've been going pretty good now for the past couple of years. And you mentioned so it. You, hope you continue the goodness. Yeah, yeah. You you just mentioned it there, maybe, Duran. I suppose what a lot of people will associate with St Mullins is their hurling success. Didn't quite happen this year, but nevertheless made a senior county final. But for the footballers to be in a junior county final and to have gone all the way now and made it to the biggest day of the year at that grade, it's great to show that there is a kind of a, a community of not just hurling, but a community of GA within St Mullins. Oh, exactly. We say exactly. Like we say, uh, like the, as soon as the hurling was over, well, about five or six days after, we started getting together for the football, and then uh, I should nearly all hurlers are playing anyway. Uh, sure, it is all, all every, everybody on the team is a hurler. Um, to be living with the senior hurling starting fifteen or living uh, starting on on uh, Sunday, so and then the rest will be intermediates and some juniors. But it's a great. Um, actually, the football is great in some moments, and that there's players from. The junior team, the intermediate team, and the senior hurling team on it. The three different teams, uh, which would be a bit unusual, I suppose. It certainly would. And just in terms of the preparation for the football, a lot of teams would have the reverse, maybe, where they have the hurling before the football. But for St Mullins, obviously, the hurling is still before the football, but probably hurling takes precedent to a certain extent. But what is the preparation like for a football championship when you consider there is such a quick turnaround from the county final in hurling to the first round in football? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's a bit of a tricky one for someone in particular, anyway. Because uh, until the Holland final, we, we wouldn't have kicked any football, none. Uh, actually, we wouldn't have kicked a football since last year's Junior B football final. Uh, so then we only had, we said we had two weeks then to prepare for the first round. So it was tricky enough the first week, but um, once we got going, then it was uh, fine. But uh, getting over the first round and we were beaten, we were beaten the first round. But uh, once we got. Um, we were playing all Lachlan in the second round then and once we once we beat our Lachlan then it uh, things picked up and gone from gone good since then. Yeah, you've won every game since then and you finished third in the group but only on scoring difference with uh, three teams um finishing on four points. I think it was the old Lachlan, uh, Palatine and yourselves of course that finished on four points if I'm not mistaken. Then into a quarter final uh, actually, actually it was ourselves uh, ourselves Palatine and Ballon. Ballon, Ballon that's it, of course. Yeah. Ballon who yeah. Yeah, who um, of course played your opponents this weekend, fighting Cox and last weekend semi finals. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just in terms of finishing third in that group, that meant that you had a quarter final place. You went on and won that, and of course in last weekend semi final, you proved too strong for Palatine. The route to the final, do you think that'll stand with you ahead of tomorrow's game? Uh, well, I think the fact that we got quarter final was for every football match we play as a head goes. Uh, and the fact that we played a quarter final would be nailed because, like I said, uh, we would have, we wouldn't have played any match before the championship started. So then, every match we played in the championship was a help to us. Um, you can't beat matches really. How important yeah. is that? Is that, Jar, in terms of when you're coming off the back of the hurling to have competitive games and to have them at such a good standard? Is that crucial when you're talking about developing a team even within such a short space of time? Oh, it's crucial. It's crucial. We say, say now if it had been a knockout competition, um, the fact that it was on league system, we, we, we were guaranteed three matches in the first place, um, was a big help. And then every match we played was a huge help. Um, the only small drawback in it is the matches are coming very fast. As with the hurling, there were, there were, there were, once the hurling started, there was no break in the hurling. 
then once the football started, there was no break in the football. So the chances, if a player got injured, either hurling or football, he could miss three or four rounds, or he could even miss the entire championship in either grade. That's the um, small problem with the uh, matches being so condensed. But then it's condensed in every county. It's not just Carlow. Um, we can't like there's only so many weekends in the year, I suppose. So uh, it's hard to have it any other way. Is it difficult though, Ger, when the games are coming so thick and fast? There's not even a one week break in Carroll for the football or the hurling. How difficult no. is it then to know, kind of, from a week to week basis? Is it all about just once the game is done on a Saturday or Sunday, just simply recovering for the next weekend? Yeah, straight away. Yeah, either hurling or football. Yeah, but in this case, not the football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But say the minute the match is over, on the whenever it's over at the weekend, back down. To, I mean, everybody knows it's only. At least it's only six or seven days to the next match, so uh, every everybody kind of knows the routine now. It's, just, it's actually the same routine for hurling and football because uh, um, it's just six or seven days in both grades. So um, yeah, it makes it a bit. Um, well, actually, it, you can't do an awful lot of training because uh, we can't do. We say because once the following Thursday comes, you might be only one night or two nights away from the next round. And the Tuesday night is only two or three days after the previous round. So it, um, it's not that you can train all right, but um, you have to recover from injuries as well. So you have to be careful. And Ger, just before I let you go, it is the Fighting Cox in the county final. How difficult an opponent will they be? Well, it will be very difficult. Uh, but, uh, but I suppose no matter who we met in the county final, was going to be difficult. Uh, but there's two teams in it, so hopefully... We'll give it our best shot anyway. And, uh, but, um, yes, they'll be difficult, all right. So they're obviously a good team. They're always a good team. Um, and we'll, have it. We'll, be, we'll be up against it. But we'll see how it goes and we'll give it a good shot. Well, Jared, thanks ever so much for chatting to me today and the very best of luck in the county final against Fighting Cox. OK, then, Robbie. Thanks for that. Right, thank you. Jim Bulger, County Chairman and a proud Clonmoreman. Jim, it was a festival of football tonight. It's going to be a brilliant game later on on Sunday afternoon, but your own team, Clonmore, have won here and won with a bit of a plum, I might as well say. St Mullins won earlier on, but two great games in Netwatch Cullen Park. You're a happy Clonmoreman tonight. Very happy now tonight to, you know, to do back to back. We went down junior here a couple of years ago for the first time for years, like, you know, since 1950. And, uh, and we weren't used to be there, but it was very important to bounce back from the junior, and the lads did that. And they showed that that run even in Leinster last year stood them in good stead and bonded them as a team and I think that showed through the championship this year and they, they started so well here in the first half that they, you know to keep the concentration was was the challenge then and probably they didn't just do that in fairness now Tolo St. Patrick's came back and came back within three points which is you know a testament to they the, the showed great character and uh, Tomor came back again you know and a little bit of experience then off the bench also made a difference but the lads started really positively and uh, it was very nice to watch that, very pleasurable, not just from a Tom Moorman, but from a Carlo perspective as well, I must say, because, uh, you know, football gets a hard rap at present, and it's nice to see that scoring points from distance and all, and the trying points from distance, and the line not, you know, taking, taking them off or giving out to them for doing so. So it was a part of the plan, and they did score nice long-range points in difficult conditions, I'd have to say. The standard of both games tonight was quite good as well, Jim, and I said to Willie on commentary, he'd be looking sometimes and saying, Niall got a great run in the Talton Cup with the county team, it's not all about the 
county yeah. but going forward you know sometimes you worry in small counties like Carlow what's the conveyor but like with the hurlers or the footballers but from what we've seen here tonight there's a good calibre of football and showing Carlow and some lads that we haven't seen yeah. but there's serious potential there there is there is and I, I, I must say that you know when the county board a number of years ago looked at the, the, the size of the championship groups that we had and decided to go with 3 eights. I think that has improved and started to pay dividends now but there's no none of this you know cakewalks for any team that every game is competitive and I think that helps to raise the standard and hopefully it will and I'd say Niall Crew and Co will be pleasantly surprised with what they're seeing now throughout the championships and you remember what I said to you here tonight at the launch of the hurling a few months ago we were talking about different things and the great year it was for hurling in Carlow yeah. and I'm looking at what St Mullins can do tonight so I asked Willie Quinlan on commentary I'm looking forward to seeing the Tin Ryland and Aero Junior hurling teams next year because my point is if St Mullins can do it and Leinster Rangers have proved they can do it yeah. other teams can do it as well Jim yeah exactly and it's great to see it and, and I know that money having the so, crack so you know some, some, some of the St Mullins last, last were giving me I made a stick a few weeks ago about the split season not working and all that and I said look at your after winning back to back junior titles and, and you'll possibly win a third one as well and the junior so, C as well so the junior C B and C, an A and, and that's why I threw down the gauntlet to them to win the intermediate next year and so. the draw is favourable for the two Carla teams here tonight for Leinster because yeah. St Mullins are at home to the Leeds champions yeah. if the winner at home I think it is to the Offaly Westmead champions yeah. and Clonmore won tonight and they're home to the Westmead champions yeah, it's nice to have a home draw familiar surroundings and uh, you know once the lads I'm sure they'll celebrate for a little while and then get back down to it and uh, you know represent themselves and Carlo well both teams and I expect to win like St Mullins have a lot of experience from okay the different code but the big fit men there yeah. that can play a bit of football as well which is you know and, and surprised us and you'd love to see them maybe playing more football but look we know how good they are at the hurling as well yeah. and Tom Moore have some nice players and this should if they can get a little run in this it really stand them good stead for going senior next year and they'll need that Jim before I do let you go the Kildare County finalist fix for Carroll as well and I think it's going to be the same weekend as the Inter-County so I'll take it, it if is. that's on the Sunday the matches in the, in the Leinster Championship will be on a Saturday yeah I'd, I'd say the senior probably Saturday under lights here Saturday evening uh, intermediate as uh, as the curtain raiser to that uh, we may have to go to SETU for that yeah. depending on weather etc but the clubs are aware of that before they even qualified for yeah. the finals and the junior could be Friday night yet we don't know ok and yeah. I did say it was the final question but the other one is and I, I clarified this with people tonight because it was a way as you know and I, I didn't know but last week the inter uh, senior semi-final went to extra time and penalties yeah. and it was announced tonight that if the junior match finished level that it'd be a replay but the reason for that is we understand now that finals go to replays finals finals go to replays yeah and I suppose if the, if the calendar are allowed and something that we will look at and I'm determined because I, I just don't like finishing on yeah. penalties for any team no. uh, and I, I don't, it's not the GA way for me yeah. well, it's a not a way for many people it's, it's a bit unfair for, for amateurs no. to lose that way no it is yeah I think it's, it's a bit tough like, and, and uh, I think even the winners it's, it's a little bit hollow as well yeah. you know but I, I, I do think that if we have the scope in the calendar next year that we'd look at particularly from semi-finals that uh, we'd look at maybe having a replay the following Thursday or Friday once we have a two week gap yeah. but this year we have the final the week after the final or the semi-final I should say and that was the problem but like clubs clubs voted for that and what could we say finish it on the day rather than yeah. you know the, the week and, and look at we were very tight on calendar because of the split season but if it allows next year I would like to see that but that's up to the clubs to decide we'll, we'll throw that out to the clubs and see what they feel about it okay. but it is a tough way to, to lose well, that's another day Jim well, listen, I don't know whether you're heading for collision over Hackestone but anyway <laughs> <laughs> or Clonmore yeah. or wherever but a great night yeah, anyway. a great night a, a great night and, uh, and the St. Bridges ladies won earlier today yeah. so both are gone up senior so celebrations will will be hectic I'd imagine ok look forward to seeing you Jim and thanks for a few words tonight and well done Clonmore yeah.